2: two of the girls out of game of thrones have both been sarah connor in the the tv series is the queen it's right? Cersei. Cersei. yeah she was in the Daenerys is in genesis that's right what happens if they meet does the terminator world fall
0: apart no it's not time cop. that's the time cop world where two the same person can't exist in the same space <laughs> and then because they cause they'd explode or die or something like that. <laughs> I've, spoilers for Time Cop. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, we've got a question to kick us off this week uh, on the Red Men. We'll uh, go for a slight rerun the Red Men. Let's go to Red Men Radio. Because, um, why not? Who would win in a fight? It's not radio. But it's not TV either. It could be Red Men TV. Radio, you could listen to it on your radio. Um There's a question, I, I've totally lost who's asked me this question. I will find it in a second. Who's winning a fight, Flano or and Go? No DQ. Um I want your answer to this, and then we're going to move on to something slightly more expansive. Flano. It's Flano all day long, isn't it? Absolutely. It's almost to the point where I it really feel like be. if you've taken the time to ask the question to I us, can't
2: believe you got. You probably went through loads of Liverpool players and settled with and go to give them a good matchup when that's not the case at all. This always. is exactly the point. I, so I whoever really you are, you don't deserve to be named. Yeah, I'm gonna find for an...
0: such a silly question. P- apologies, Joshua.
2: No, not at all. Don't apologise for me, Paul.
0: <laughs> it would not be the first time. It won't be the last time. The um, so yeah, Joshua, thanks for your question, but you could have done much better. And in fact, I have. <laughs> ah, there go. So,
2: so, so, I'm the one who was being mean, but I'm the one who didn't take the question. Got that's
0: rich. Shit, I'm gonna change. That's no, you, know, you get you get credit for opening something up in my head, and it was. If you took uh, some of the bigger named belts from wrestling history okay. and put them on the various members of Liverpool's current squads, yeah. um, who would hold certain belts? Um, so let's 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 start with the one as I always think and always will be the best of the belts. Okay, and it's the Intercontinental. Damn straight to the Intercontinental title. So what for I- Intercontinental? When you think of Intercontinental champions, Bret
2: Hart, Bret Hart, HBK. Okay, them, and what and that's why I've gone for Markovic.
0: <laughs> what because you got long hair oh my god <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: you never saw that one coming, did no, you me, no not at
0: so i didn't i didn't we've come at this from different angles <laughs> i feel um so i he's the perfect shape for an intercontinental champion he's, he's not and let me explain why he is, he's, he's an up-and-comer. No, but he's, <laughs> he's up-and-comer. He's 100% not an up-and-comer. First and <laughs> he's 100% not an up-and-comer. But yeah, the the, the, the Intercontinental is very much the the the, the one of the man who would be king. So it's like, you know, the Ultimate Warrior had it. And as you said, The Rock had it first, and Triple H had it, and Bret Hart had it, all on the way to becoming world champion. I think they all did. And in that regard, well, Hulk Hogan was never Intercontinental if champion. Did you just go
2: Trent? I'm, I'm not going really Trent, board, no, no, no. Right?
0: Sadio. Okay. Sadio Mane, yeah, because yeah. I think he'll be world title holder by the end of the season. Okay. But right now, I think he is. He's like, he's too good to be intercontinental champion. But that's why the intercontinental belt is amazing. No shit, people. Like, like Mr. Perfect had the intercontinental. No shit wrestlers ever have the intercontinental. I mean, they, they do. Yeah, they sure do. And long long right. to... Listen, I think Mark
2: Richardson. <laughs> like Rich. <laughs> because I think he just he looks more like an intercontinental champion than anybody else. In the See,
0: squad. I think he looks more like a cruiserweight no, slash light, ha- light no. heavyweight. He's more of a Billy Kidman, like, if I'm perfectly honest. That's I could like,
2: understand the light heavyweight, but it's not on there. Cruiserweight is that the light heavyweight? Light
0: heavyweight. I've put. Didn't I put? Yeah, cruiserweight, light heavyweights, the same thing. Okay. So who have you got for cruiserweight? I have gone for Emery Chan. No, he's too big and heavy to be a cruiserweight.
2: Not in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Rey Mysterio is a cruiserweight. Then, uh, hang on a minute. So I've gone for I've gone for Trent for cruiserweight. Because I th- I feel like he'd be a high flyer.
2: Yeah, I suppose that's fair. I mean, Robertson maybe for for cruiserweight then as well. Because I I, I like I would like, like to think that he could do some mad tricks with the ropes and stuff. Yeah, Robertson like jumping off. I think like Moreno could do type an type amazing six one nine. Exactly, but Moreno's uh, Marino's earmarked somewhere else.
0: <laughs> Start.
2: Okay, who are your tag champions? Solanke and Origi. The un, they, you know, those tag teams that don't want to be tag teams and mm. they end up being tag teams, like they end up in a title match and then they hate each other, but then they somehow find a way to
0: work together. Just as a just as a wouldn't it wouldn't a better one be uh, Sturridge in Origi? No, why not? He's never fit, <laughs> true, true, true. I, but I like the, I think the logic of that is absolutely sad. So I thought about this and I thought, like, in years gone by, you had like the um. Skirtle Andy Carroll kind of thing you know we had like the Bash Brothers thing going on for a bit with their uh, Skirtle and probably Lovren for a bit had a bit of that going on but I'm not sure we really have that at the moment so I've gone similar to you like the X-Pac and Kane roots, which in recent wrestling for uh, I know you don't watch it I don't particularly watch it but you had there. Uh, Enzo and Big Cass. Now Enzo is this little gobby weird looking thing and Big Cass is seven foot tall. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've gone for Moreno and Matip in that regard. Because I just think they'd be able to do like mad tricks where like Matip is the equivalent of like setting up a ladder. You know, Moreno could probably do like a finisher off his shoulders or something like that. Do
2: like some kind of a drop kick through Matip's legs. Absolutely. That'd be a great finisher. Yeah, absolutely. We'll call it the through the legs drop
0: kick. Yeah. Okay, catchy, sweet. Eh? so the big question then: Who's your world? Who's the world heavyweight champion? Stephen Gerrard. Now bear in mind that he's not a current member of the Liverpool squad. Absolutely, it's just the legacy things like bringing it, like bringing Hogan back in or the Rock back in for. Exactly. Okay, yeah, cool. He's there.
2: You know what I mean? He's behind the scenes. He's working every day at Liverpool. So, just like when the HBK or Triple H or anything like that becomes world title, when they're, where they're retired and stuff, I think I looked around the squad, Paul, and I was disappointed. <laughs> and I didn't think there was anyone ready for that title, if I'm quite honest. Yeah. And as such, Stevie steps back into the void, takes the title of ev- of all comers in probably a Royal Rumble. Because yeah. why not? Because he'd still beat them all and, he'd and do he like walks a, out. Yeah. Victorious,
0: absolutely amazing. He's last the full length. Yeah, I can, I can get behind. I can get behind. Was no There's no, no. no one better. No, no. There's no one better. It's a real struggle to think. It about was that or Milner.
2: Did you want me giving the world title to Milner? No. So it went with Stevie.
0: It would be yeah, because you
2: couldn't even give it to
0: Coutinho, could you? Not at the minute.
2: Who did you go for?
0: I, I was re- I had a real big hole, and that was that's where I, I, I wanted to know yours first. If I'm honest, I'm prepared to concede that you've got the best answer to that question. And that's the only title that matters. Absolutely. I win. Hardcore.
2: <laughs> Milena, mate. I Milena, like the fact, I absolutely. like the idea of, of
0: him being a bit like um oh what was Bob Holly's little little fella? It was another Holly, wasn't he? Yeah, crash know. Holly. And he just did had that thing where he had to defend the hardcore title twenty four hours a day. I get I, I think he'd be good. I think Milena would be I, good. Also, for there's it.
2: a there's a high chance of him becoming injured, and that's not that bad
0: a thing. Holy shit, you know who might be good for it we've forgotten about? Sacco.
2: Mm. Sacco could be a very good shout, actually. Mm, indeed, um, I had my two were Moreno and Flano. Do you know who one hundred percent?
0: Oh, Flano! To go back to the question, and I
2: think he'd be one of those wrestlers who just wears a pair of Levi five hundred ones. And that's it. And do you think would be around? There? Maybe a
0: vest. A full track either, Flano. Or oh, say, that would yeah. be quality with, would. His, okay. with his Munich hat. Yeah, i do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm 100% yeah. Okay, Flano can have the hardcore tail. I'm just saying, James Milner all day long is the European champion. <laughs> the shittest of the belts. Yeah, Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, he's the most got, boring, he's, he's least prestigious it of the former. Yeah. Does it? Let's be honest. <laughs> the Nobody cares. About like the, the
0: belt that existed just to just to make the British Bulldog feel good about himself. And what was the
2: other one after him who somehow managed to stay in wrestling for thirty years or whatever? Like William Regal. Yeah. What was that about?
0: Yeah, he's like he's massive. Him like he doesn't surprise me, Paul. Yeah, he's shit. Yeah, he, but he's like a he's very a very highly respected wrestler, even though he never fit, he always looked weird, didn't he? He's very, mm. Stephen Regal, William Regal, whatever his name is these days. Um yeah. He runs there's a British version of it. Now anyway, it's not a wrestling podcast as much as I'd love it to be. Um one thing that we bought you highlighted so we periodically um more often now when we go out in public someone will stop and take him with a fuzzy and it's great. You're not a big fan, I think it's great. I I look I, I, I went to about everything Paul. It's true. Mm-hmm. Not everything yeah, I, I do. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, some we went to Anfield and a, a number of people kind of stopped us throughout the day and stuff. And I said, that, "That's amazing. Please don't don't be afraid if you want to. Please, by all means, come say hello to us." But some fella, some Aussie fella, yeah, do you want to tell the story? Do you want to tell the story of this? Well, it seems I remember it. It's because probably exactly, the I best. completely forgotten about. So this. we were
2: just walking around the club, so weren't we? And some fella goes, "Hi, it's you from the Red Men. I've come over from Australia. We had a little bit of a chat with him. It was cool and that." And he's like. I get a photo with you, like yes, ah, no problem, like, and expecting him to stand in the middle and take a, se- a selfie like everybody does, and he just went, moved together, and we <laughs> stood next to each other, and he walked back five yards and just snapped the picture of us, and we were like, do you want to be in it? Like,
0: nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> a, what the fuck <laughs> I want to be in a photo with you two, now, Vince? No, is it that I felt a bit cheap? <laughs> you know, Used yeah, phone. exactly. Uh, somehow I don't mind if it's a selfie, but I feel a bit like. Yeah, it's a bit like it's a bit. Is that a bit weird? I bit thought kinky? it was really strange. Like, yeah, because like, I don't did, did, even in the world before selfies were really a thing, did people do that? I don't know. But like, I did have did have had I did have passed the phone to someone and asked them to take a photo while you stood next to them absolutely. like a posed photo. But I don't think if I saw Stephen Gerrard in the street, I'd have been like, or Robbie Fowler, I'd go just stand there a second, Robbie. Or as it would have been back in the day. But here's the the thing when it comes to Where do
2: you post him? Because, all right, he was an older gentleman. So what was he, maybe 50s, something like that. Mm. Maybe he's of the age where he prints off photos and puts them in frames still. Wow, but even so... And if that's the case... That's even weirder. That's fucking strange, (laughs) isn't it, mate?
0: We're just going to find our heads photoshopped onto things. Is he going to tag himself in his Instagram maybe, picture? Maybe it's was, his, I don't know. Maybe about. it's his uh, it's, it's, it's like lock screen <laughs> or something. Like, you know, <laughs> it's weird. Because maybe if it fits better, he wants it to really full screen. Weird. It was <laughs> very, very weird. Um, so we, we, we're going to do Get in the Bin. We're going to answer a load of your questions in, in a little bit as well. Just worth reminder to people who are listening to this podcast, obviously this is the one of now two free podcasts that we do every mm-hmm. single week. And so if you're on iTunes or Acast or Stitcher, etc. i think. Wow. Um, that's all important information that I didn't know I will definitely remember to say that next week pod bean um, there's a someone do you ton- know what
2: someone got in touch with me on Wayne W-A-Y-N do you remember that I think it's one of the original like social media. I think it was the Irish. You don't even remember it. I think I'm right in saying it was one of the yeah W A Y N. I think it was one of, like the original social medias. And someone asked me to connect with them on Wayne, and I was like, wow, that's a blast from the past before Facebook. Like, wow. I didn't. Sorry if you're
0: listening. Just get on, you know, get, on like, get on MySpace and and still me- on MySpace. Bebo or something was it called Bebo? Be-bo maybe that was the Irish. Be-bo. The Irish. When yeah. They, when they, yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, yeah. By all means, connect with Chris on. Way in. <laughs> Sure. Um I've never heard of that. That's worth a Google, which I won't do it now. And I'll probably forget. It probably done wasn't that. I even a social media thing. It was probably will, something else. Yeah. Um, it was just another version of LinkedIn, a, another social media platform that people bang on about that's a bit of shit that no one really uses. Uh, yes. So obviously we've got two free podcasts that come out now every week that you can get, which is, good, which is now the build-up as well to every match. And then we do this as well. This will be changing slightly in a couple of weeks, but more to follow on that. But if you want loads more Liverpool podcasts, we do loads more Liverpool podcasts. Podcasts that there's uh, in the region now, I think, of five exclusive ones on the website as well. In addition to this, if you want more audio based Liverpool content, you can do the TV.com Um, it's five pounds a month, you get all those podcasts. So that's uh, again in the region of a minimum, I think, of around 20 podcasts a month. Um, in addition to the, the, the free ones, it's as not well. just me and you every time, is it? No, 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 transfers. That's
2: a shame. You, re- you said it like it was a bad thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you said, i felt like you teed that up for me it's like someone just bolted something an underarm to me i'm swinging for the fences chris you know what i mean it's like no 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 i was just passing it to you it's like oh sorry that's a long way away now i've that that's gone um so yeah so yeah there's loads of that stuff and obviously we do all the video stuff as well but if you if podcasting is your thing and this is your bag uh, then go over to the website and check that out because it's very very good the website is looking sexual at the moment um but not, not in that weird way of having two grown men pose for a photograph for you. Uh, so, Chris, mm, you okay? Cool. Yeah, great cool. cool. Yeah. Shall we talk a little bit of Liverpool news? I think it's probably about
2: time, to, sure. <laughs> to be quite like frank.
0: It's probably about time. <laughs> um, so, we, we, we'll talk about the Coutinho clam down. And what's really annoying is since I wrote this agenda, loads of websites have started titling things the Coutinho clam down. I thought it was dead clever. Uh, I'm only as clever as everyone else, just a little bit quicker. Um, so what we've seen, obviously, is that on the Sunday, Barcelona had set this, um, this time frame, this, this this ultimatum of by seven o'clock, Liverpool don't accept their Coutinho bid, um, then that's it, you've had enough, we're getting off. Yeah, no um, which, as a number of people have phrased this in, in many hilarious ways, is kind of like asking a girl out. She says no, and you say, well, listen, you fucking get back in touch with me about this by seven o'clock, or it's over between us. And... Um, and to which she just got on with her life. Um so Barcelona by all accounts have ended the interest in Catinho. Good. Liverpool believe the matter closed, and to be honest, by all accounts I've considered the matter closed for a, a number of weeks now. Good. What started to kind of seep out though in the in the aftermath <clears throat> of this, and this was come there was there was a, there was a, a Brazilian Twitter account it's called like Brazilian so like, oh.
2: yeah it's, it's the one that always
0: seems to get the stories of, of South Americans so it? it's like in the Brazilian press it's starting to come out now that um, Coutinho happy to be happy to play for Liverpool happy to, to, be, to be a Liverpool player and the stance that he took was being pushed upon him by his representatives mm-hmm. effectively Um, now the, the I think our inner cynics would have us believe that this. I mean, ultimately, they've got to do this stuff. Has to start coming out now, doesn't it? Because they've got to start smoothing the relationship over between Coutinho and, and 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 the fans, if nothing else.
2: Yeah, and um, quite honestly, between the club and Coutinho, I think you, you you know, if if a guy's refusing to play, where does that stand? The player when he refuses to play, and how does he get paid? Hmm. Ultimately, I think yeah. you know this guy, Phil Coutinho, is making could have made a lot of people very, very rich this summer. One mm-hmm. um, of those people being Liverpool Football Club and the other being his representatives and stuff like that I think it's absolutely a load of fucking bullshit to be honest I think the way that these agents and, and reps of players are able to dictate what happens in football clubs is mental because they're not football people yeah. they're just rinsing players yeah. and they're rinsing football clubs and they're taking money out of football and out of grassroots football as well and this is all it's, it's a load of shit yeah. to be perfectly honest and I think that you know something needs to be done about how much money is leaving the game because I mean, going back to that Hoffenheim deal with Roberto Firmino, I know we were on the other end of it, but like, I think they received like five million quid of thirty. Now oh, that's ridiculous. you know what I mean yeah and it was all it was a big thing that broke it was probably about six to eight months ago about just how little money Hoffenheim got out of that deal and you're thinking to yourself where does this money go Mm -hmm. and it all goes to these agents and these reps and stuff and they're always in their their players ears that you've got to do this and now's the time and then you've got Barcelona feeding into Phil Coutinho going it's this summer or it's never you know what I mean and it's never like that with Barcelona either we saw with Luis Suarez it was this summer and then it wasn't it was the Mm -hmm. summer later and stuff now from a Liverpool fans perspective which is where I come at ultimately it's I hate it when Liverpool players don't want to be at Liverpool and they don't want to play for Liverpool now the cynic would say well he's saying this because he needs to play for the World Cup for Brazil and he needs to think but you've got to look back at what he's done over the last few years and and that is every single time he's taken to the field he's given us all for Liverpool so he's got some credit in the bank for me and I'm willing to forgive him this But he's got to go out there and prove on the pitch that he deserves to be back in that team. He's got to fucking stand up naked in front of the squad and apologise to them all. (laughs) There's
0: things that he's got to do. I want him singing a song. I want him doing something to apologise, you know what I mean? I think this is the thing, is that... I, I. my immediate reaction is I'm just not as wound up by it all as I think some people are and, and I think some of that comes with a little bit of it's a little bit of a little bit of age and a little bit of experience I think to, to some extent I don't get as wound up by the, that that players wanting to leave and players moving as much mainly because I've come a bit jaded to it as much as anything else when you've seen it happen a few times it doesn't have the same impact and again it's hard to get wound up by a, uh, a fella who's Ten years younger than you, who earns millions and millions and millions of pounds doing something and and, and not being fully committed to to things. It, it, I don't I don't share. I don't have an affinity with Phil Coutinho the same way that I had with like a, a Robbie Fowler or 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 or, or whatever. Um, so I but I, I do I, I look at it and I think I think kind of fair enough. But I I think that is part of me does think there's a, to a degree of going because this is the way. There's, I think there's an acceptance of this is the way football is. Now I think this there's a, there's a side discussion, and hopefully we'll we'll get round to this about how the this might change a little bit. And I think that what you've got with these representatives in particular is you don't need to be an experienced football agent to know what the protocol is in that situation of a big club wants you to sell it, the, the The club, his home club doesn't want to sell him. What do you do when well, you just make a bit of a dick out of yourself and you, get, you say you're injured and you feel, it's like, there's like a set. Exactly. There's like a fucking guidebook that you can get off the internet that tells you how to do this. You don't need to be a super agent to know that, to know the protocol for this. Um, So, you know, and because it is such a, an established, well-trodden path that, I almost like it's like it's like he's played the game and it's not worked and it's although he's gonna be a bit sheepish and hold his hand up, you kinda go Listen you know I've what, played
2: the game on a, on a much smaller level I've done it with Sky Bills In the past Where people say to you Go and say exactly this And you'll get your bill for free I've gone inside it And it hasn't fucking worked then you like, What do you want to do lad I'm at the cancellation stage here. Let me just have a think about it I'll you right back yeah. Bye Oh no oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who are these people Who phone up And get the fucking Skydive you? Because it's not me I'm not that kind of person Yeah I don't Yeah exactly I I uh, I, I, oh, I want to get that soft touch that all the fucking your extended family always seem to end up exactly. with a, not the hard-nosed fucking jobs worth we, yeah no exactly so this is why i can kind of part of me i can i can go oh well I, it doesn't bother me and I, I, i'll i welcome coutinho back but all this being said there is a part of me that I, i'm doing that and and, and i'm seeing people as some people's reaction to stuff and i, I I've, I've said this in the past in the last couple weeks i feel like i'm being a bit maybe at times i'm being tainted by seeing comments online and whatever but at other times i'm thinking well, maybe it's a way of, it's it's giving me a fresh perspective on things, and I do think why am I making excuses for Phil Coutinho? Mm. You know, because whether it, he's a he's a fucking grown man, he's made his bed. Now I know it's ultimately down to what it looks like, regardless of what the manager wants or the player wants. You know, the, the ownership have made the decision, and I agree with the decision perfectly, honestly, to to, to keep Coutinho no matter what. Um, but I do. I do wonder why we I don't I don't think we it's right to give him a free pass in some regards because there's got to be something more Listen, more he can to it than come that. he can
2: come back in and he can play football for Liverpool and I'll happily support him. Yeah. But you know what when he takes that shirt off and isn't playing football I won't give a shit about him I'll kind of forget about him yeah. and here's the thing that's really pissed me off more than anything with it is going back and seeing those articles being reposted from I think it was the Echo in May or March where he spoke about how he wanted to be a club legend yeah. at Liverpool yeah. and then it, it's at that point that I start thinking you're a lying little shit mate yeah. do you know what I mean because you clearly didn't because as soon as another offer comes along you, you, you're you jumping out of bed and straight in with them yeah. and that's not right and now, now we are seeing you for what you are yeah. essentially and, and it's difficult because I will never take an opinion of somebody without knowing the full ins and outs of the story and yeah. I think you'll never know those full ins and outs but you, you, you'll be dead to me nonetheless I wonder, unless you're playing unless you're playing, yeah. you're playing well
0: because I've seen people saying how will Liverpool react and stuff and how will the fans react and I think we'll it's interesting we'll, we won't know no, I don't think he, he's not going to get booed I don't think, you know what I mean? I don't think Anfield will boo. I don't think the away fans will boo Coutinho. You'd probably find they'll either come out with an amazing show of support for him, like sing his song the second he walks out onto the pitch to let him know, fuck it, mate, you're here now, we love you, fucking blah, blah, blah. Or you just won't, you know, people just won't buy a shirt and you won't see his name sung until he does something to prove, you know, you'll stick one in the top bin and that'll be all all forgiven. The thing about the Coutinho stuff, and, and I, here's the thing, like, it came to me as you were, as you were saying this about like you know his opinion. I don't think he's li- I don't think he was lying as such. But there's a great line. It's a, a stand up. I think it's from Chris Rock, and he says um, a man is only as faithful as his options. And he basically and it's this notion of like yeah. yeah and this is like Coutinho fucking loves Liverpool. Liverpool are the perfect club for him. He doesn't want any, He doesn't want another club. He'd happily spend the rest of his career with Liverpool, and then Barcelona just come over and flash the wares, and he's like. Fuck! I can have that. I wasn't looking, but now I am. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Michael. And that—that's the thing of it for me is that it's not the same as, like, um, it's not the same as Suarez touting himself to Arsenal. It's more like it's just that, and if he was touting himself to a city. Or whatever, I would be more angry with that. But Barcelona still do exist for me, rightly or wrongly, in a little they're in a little bubble, aren't they, on their own at the top of football. Not now, no. Yeah, I, I agree. I think what and I think with Liverpool how they've handled this could help to change this a little bit, um, but. That's only something, that, if that started to be tarnished, it's only something that's happened over the course of this Coutinho stuff really, isn't it? No one's going into the win, the transfer window thinking Barcelona or anything less than an amazing football club that they want to play for, it, if you if you get what I mean. So I get I, what I'm saying, is I understand him having his head turned and I'm less arsed because it's Barcelona, um, but hopefully, if nothing else, because what it means is that and the way we've handled this is players will think twice in a general sense about the impact how big Barcelona are, but also people should hopefully think twice about how big Liverpool are perceived as well.
2: Yeah, maybe so. And we we have talked about this a couple of times, only briefly in fairness. So maybe we can get back into it. But look, Liverpool have taken a stance this summer, looks like some of the other clubs around the around Europe. RB Leipzig being a perfect example, Southampton being a perfect example. All these type of clubs taking stands against player power because ultimately that's what's wrong with the game right now. Mm. And you know, having players who who can and just forced through moves isn't good like we, we spoke about it on a, one of the subscriber shows about Riyad Mares and how he put a transfer request and he's just not he's just not fucking kicking up a stink do you know what I mean yeah. there's a right way and a wrong way of dealing with these type of scenarios and these situations and Phil has gone about this all the wrong way because he ultimately he thought I'll get out of here and I'll never have to look back over my shoulder. It doesn't work like that in life and he is a young kid and he is being pressured and stuff but he has to make his own decisions at the end of the day and he has to live and die by the sword from these decisions as well and I think now maybe he'll change how he treats other people, other employers, other employees if it ever gets to that as well because you don't want to be treated the way Fulcatino's treated us. Yeah. And equally, Liverpool have taken a hard line stance with him, and he'll learn his fucking lesson. Quite yeah. frankly, they've got the rule out, and they've smacked his bottom pole.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, com- completely. Like I say, it, it, how are Liverpool handles it If Liverpool could only get another piece of transfer business or two completed before the window, which you know, at the likelihood of which it's not, it's not. We don't know. Ultimately, um, it's great. I think that it'll be under it. It shouldn't be underestimated. I think how important it is with the way we Liverpool have handled this, and it should be considered a win. Although people might, might people might think of that as being a bit fucking mediocre or whatever. But being able to hold on to a player in the face of that kind of pressure, I think is a, is a, is an important thing. But unfortunately, given the climate around the club, around the transfer window, I don't think we'll be able to see this for what it is for maybe a year or maybe at all. Because in the if we don't have a bit more success in terms of bringing players in that's going to look like another one of those PR it's been done for PR more than it's been done for you know for the benefit of the football club or whatever
2: yeah you could question that whether it is PR or not and I'm sure people will question whether it's PR but quite quite you know quite honestly from my opinion for what it's worth they've had to take a stand and they have taken a stand and you know they need to get better at bringing players in Mm-hmm. you know just as well as and, and just being able to deal with that and dealing be, deal, being able to deal with the transfer market in the way that it is now and just how Liverpool go about the business as well yeah. because Liverpool for me it stands for more than a football team it stands for like a way of doing business and a way of trying to win and stuff like you know we've spoken many times over the years about how we'd get If we were to win the Premier League with the way that FSG have gone about it, it would taste all the more sweet, wouldn't it, for not having to spend millions and millions of pounds and win it in the way that Chelsea or Man City have. But, you know, ultimately that Liverpool is starting to not exist anymore because of the way that we're playing hardball with other teams. I don't want to see Liverpool played the games the way they've played with Virgil van Dijk I'd like them to just go about the business and yeah. being held in a high regard like yeah. the fans have been held in a high regard for so many years and you know it's all being tainted across all levels of the football club and it's shit yeah. to be quite honest with you
0: That's that. it and I think just on that point about the how the other approaches to kind of doing it you know I think we've tried to do it that way a bit this summer you know we've obviously gone with big cash to try and make to make things happen and maybe that would have that would have been the answer I understand again kind of people's frustrations because if you looked the way of the old school Liverpool way of doing that of not buying stars but making stars, it worked in the seventies and eighties, but it's not it's not worked for the best part of thirty years. So you know I, I can get why people want us to. To change, it's I guess it 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 feels an easier switch, I guess probably for a few for a few younger fans or whatever because it's so blindingly obvious. Whereas maybe it just does clinging on a little bit to the to the to the past a little bit. Hey, you look,
2: know? I think that is the case because you know I fell in love with Liverpool at a time in my life when, which was the eighties. You know, and you know I'm thirty four now, and you're the, you're the same and stuff, and you'll be
0: thirty four me- the, the rest of this year. Yeah. Thank you, my chin. Fuck you very much.
2: <laughs> um, but you do, you, you cling on to these things, don't you? And I don't want to see, I want to see that Liverpool, I want to see the Liverpool that when I managed to make stars, uh, not buy stars, I want to see the Liverpool that won league titles when I was a kid. I wanted to see the Liverpool that was consistently challenged even through the 90s yeah. for, for trophies and for the, for the league title and stuff like that. Now, that we're we far removed from that time, but it doesn't mean that I can't hark back and hope that yeah. we can get back and, there. Even though football's changed, in my opinion, for yeah, the worst. Exactly,
0: and, and and let's be honest though, I I don't think we would I think it, it it still exists within the realms of possibility that it could work that way. It would help to have it the squad. Just it would help to have the squad bolstered by a couple, of, at least one more quality player. Two would be perfect. I think the Coutinho thing in particular. And this is why, again, I think holding on to him, and we have to kind of, we'll just have to deal with the climb down one way or the other. Is that he is about to become that? You know, we paid eight million quid for the lad. We've t- effectively turned down eighty million pounds for him, which would have been the most we've sold a player for. You know, uh, which is, and it's a, it's a ludicrous amount of money. Made slightly less ludicrous by the amount of ludicrous money that have been spent in other places this window. But the, if Phil Coutinho, this could be this, his season. This could be the season where he genuinely becomes world-class and we talked about the Intercontinental to the world title kind of thing. Both Coutinho and Mane are full-on boss Intercontinental champions in waiting to have... this. One's could be, a heel though. Well, yeah, exactly. But it could be like the Rock and Austin, you know what I mean, coming up at the same time. You know, you, 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 you touch lucky and these things come to the boil at the, at the right time and that's the thing with a couple of those players. I could see Sadio Mane being a world star by the end of the season. I could see Coutinho being a genuine world star by the end of the season and then... Below that, we could have a couple of guys who were who were there in a in a supporting role, a, a tier below. And that if that's the case, if they do both because if, if Coutinho and, and manage improve on their on last season, they're better players, more consistently this year. You don't need too much more than that, I think, to be a really top challenging yeah. team. No, you're anyway. right.
2: And, uh, I questions question you on something, and maybe I'll give my thoughts afterwards. But I, I imagine you'll think exactly the same as me. FSG's failings with regard to transfers are in as much as not finding the replacement for the guys that they expect to sell than anything else. Yeah,
0: completely. We've had
2: Phil Coutinho for f- five years. Yeah. Our nearest replacement to Phil Coutinho, I would say, is eight years younger than him Yeah. and 17 years old. Now, you can moan about all the transfers you want who Liverpool haven't signed this summer, but the fact of the matter for me is if the plan is to develop and sell on, we should already have that guy ready to come into the squad now. now
0: yeah, no, I, I like, I completely agree. I think the only, maybe the Coutinho thing's not quite right, but only if only because you could argue that we have we've signed his replacement in Salah from last season. To, to some extent but you're right in terms of what I, I completely agree and if, if we're talking about Ben Woodburn is the next it's as we've said or we've a said already too much of a gap exactly yeah you know you're right there should be a 22 23 year old lad who's ready to you know or 20, a 20 year old lad who's, who's ready in, in the in the middle gap between them absolutely completely agree with that and that's the thing about it isn't it as we said too often we sell a guy and then start looking for the replacements well,
2: That's that, they're the failings Suarez yeah you know, you know, you, you can think of all the big players that Liverpool have sold under FSG. We've not had that replacement in. So for all the marquee signings that we haven't signed, they're not yeah. even doing what they said they were gonna yeah. fucking do. Look, Paul. Ste-
0: Steven Gerrard, mate. And this is not just a failing of FSG. This has just been Liverpool for two. For Liverpool haven't effectively replaced their best players since the eighties. Yeah. And Graham Souness started the progression of, of shitness in that regard. Yeah. Um, yeah
2: fucking. Terrible job, by the way. Yeah, you get so much. It's
0: Kenny. It's it's Kenny it's age that squad, exactly. whatever you think. It's, and I love Kenny. It's Kenny Dalglish's fault in inverted commas because effectively he left him a really old, an old squad to deal with. But he then the way in which he did it was was completely wrong. <laughs> Nothing the, to do with Kenny. But this is exactly this is exactly the thing. And now there are a couple of examples where we've got it right. So we we effectively replaced Torres with Suárez. so we got a better player in that regard. But they're still not not great again we replaced Robbie Fowler with Nicholas Anelka but on loan yeah. and then decided not to take oh, that loan don't want him anymore signed Alhadji you youth instead why exactly why stupidity fucking idiots. the World Cup um, they were buy players at the World Cup?
2: Before the World Cup, though, that's what the thing was, wasn't it? We actually thought we got a decent player. There, little did we know we had a little spitter. Stupid. Anyway, stupid. Here's That'll another. Here's stupid. another thing, and this has been boiling for a while. And maybe, maybe, maybe now is not the right time to be bringing this up. Um, but I think you know when I'm talking about FSG and stuff, and you know you're seeing those comments and you're seeing everything in and around the football club and on social media and stuff it really is starting to greet me that we've not broken the record that you know we've sold players for yet. Now, it shouldn't really, but like we got 50 million for Fernando Torres how many years ago? And we've still not broken that record.
0: Torres? Yeah. It's Suarez it was like 70 million. Yeah, but we've still not even broken 50 for a transfer in, mate. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm with you. We're not buying players for more money than we're selling. I get you, yeah. and
2: And, but, and take it back to the model. I understand that the model is you bring them in cheap and you buy that, but we seem to have blown that model out of the water, yet we're still signing players for cheaper than what we're receiving. Yeah, but that's players like seventy million for Suarez, fifty million for Torres, fifty
0: million for Raheem Sterling. Where's the investment? Yeah, well, again, you look at the... the the, the It's supposed to be in that money plus whatever you have anyway, isn't it? Which is the, where the big what issue I'm is. But i
2: saying is, we've had that money for years. I'm not talking about something that happened last summer, yeah. and yet the squad is still short.
0: Yeah, and, and again... And no, that goes back no, to that development no, you're, plan. You're do you I, mean? like, I, I get, I get it, because the point is, you would never do that if, if your plan is to build up Increase the value, sell on. You would never ever go and then reinvest that money back into something, someone of the same price. Because what's the point? You just keep the player. But you know, by already... now, with that legacy
2: money, is it where our squad should be a lot bigger and a lot better? Yeah. Because but... that should have that. That fifty million from Torres was what year? Two thousand. Yeah. 11, 12? something like that. Yeah. Okay, the Suarez money was two, three years yeah. ago. The Raheem Sterling money was a couple of years ago. By now, with those funds, whether you break the transfer record or not, we're supposed to have a good squad of young players coming up, and that money was never really invested in the right
0: areas be to make the squad good now. Yeah, it would be interesting to see because, again, it's one of those things that it's like that well known, the well worn phrase of like changing managers doesn't help in those things because every it's a new, new manager, year through, year plan. well, yeah, exactly, but every new manager comes in and decides, like, let's use Joe Allen as an example of it, you know, if he was a foot taller. He would. We'd have. An, we we wouldn't have needed to sell John, and we'd have another quality midfielder to have in there, etc., etc. That's where our shortcomings have been. Is just that, I think we've done all right. But again, we've complete. The problem we've got is that ripping up and starting again is that Jürgen Klopp's looked at all the players that Brendan Rodgers loved and went, Why are they all little weeds? Why are they all dead slow and they can't and they can't take a kick? No, I want big, strong, fast lads, and then I'll work out the other the other the other stuff around it. And that's where we've fallen down is that. Yeah, we've we've just been a load of small, useless, to so yeah, and players off on you. But I, I do, I do agree. I think it would be. I th- and this is where the problem with, with it is that uh, the point is, if we just manage, if we just, I like get any normal transfer window in the winter covers, gotten uh, Van Dijk and Cater across the line. Mm-hmm. You've gone and broken your transfer records, both in and out twice and you've gone and done that thing exactly saying saying the thing that, you, that we've not done and we've gone and done it for a change and then all of a sudden it's not worked and again so you can't there can be no credit handed out for trying and failing that's the yeah that's the big problem of where of where it lies but it would be lovely to get to a situation I still don't think it's outside the realms because I think again we were going to do that this summer is we've now got a good crop of kids who are, direct, who are now we've got a, a, a group of a couple or two or three who are able to impact the first team on a pretty regular basis there's then another two or three who are probably able to just do it from the fringes and then there's probably another crop beneath that ready to then to you know to to, to start following a line of progression provided you keep the manager in the manager in place what you then do a la Barcelona is then because you've got... You plug your gaps. Exactly, you plug your gaps with just amazing, really expensive footballers. And maybe ultimately that is why we haven't got so-called backup plans because it's almost like what's what's the fucking point of buying another fucking guy?
2: Four quite gonna it
0: exactly what's the point of buying 240 million pound fucking guys when I don't need 240 million pound guys I need one eighty million the, pound I guy. think the
2: point right now isn't and again you know I've mentioned this on a, on a show before the point right now is we're in a really competitive league mm-hmm. and everybody else has started pretty well and you know it's going to be a struggle just getting back in that top four we need to solidify that top four because if you want to go out and buy those 70, 80 million pound players you need to be playing the Champions League and there's no guarantees with the squad and there's no guarantees with the with the signings anyway that you get in the Champions League but you've got a better chance with better players the
0: only thing I think it is is that it's just that he you look at people can complain people say the signings that Spurs made last summer were shit you know with the exception of Wanyama who was obviously great but you know let's use Vin, uh, Vincent Janssen as, yeah, yeah, yeah. as an example now he's not good enough Now he looked okay he spent good money on him but um, but he, even if he was, let's say, however many games he was able to play, let's say it was only 10, you know, he was there, he was an, an, able, an able body that fell in there. Now, he he, he didn't come close to Lays and Harry Kane's boots and in, in any way she performed, did he replace what he was actually doing on the pitch? But he was there on the pitch, able to able, able to go out there. And it's just a case of, have we got enough of those guys? And I, I just, and I say, what I think it falls down on is, as we've seen, at the minute, we've got Mamadou Sacco and Laza Markovic, who are international caliber forward or players, I should say, both who would not holders as well. Yeah, yeah both Who, but who we aren't capable of selling. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Which is crazy because why has no one bought Sacco? And surely someone would have had a punt on, on on Markovic and even Moreno as well. These are all decent level footballers, not good enough to be nailed on first team Liverpool players in Klopp's eyes. Or with or and and again Clavan, another example of it. I'm sure we could do better than Ragnar Clavan, but who's buying Ragnar Clavan off yet? And he's probably got a three year contract. It's you're better off just fuck. You know what Absolutely, I mean? Yeah, that's I, I think that. that's ultimately where. and that's that's the tricky balance, and that's why it's hard for me to get totally wound up one way or the other because as with anything, I can kind of see both sides of it, and, I, and inevitably the emotional side of me just thinks it, you you've clearly at, at 140 million there. That you were going to spend on catered, at the, um, spend it. <laughs> just spend it, just go spend it, make us all feel good. But it just, it doesn't, it, and again, it boils down to it. It doesn't help all this like got mentioned the bosses thing, and you know, we're starting to question how much mm. control he has over things. I think, I think to some extent, people see things, want to read between the lines, and see things. We did this last week, didn't we? I think people can make make things more, make more of things than they are. But we just have to go with the fact that, if to some extent, if Diego says I'm kind of, I try. I, if there's one manager I trust, when he says, "I want to give," I'd rather work with the younger lads. I don't see it as like a Rafa Benitez being told to focus on coaching and managing yeah, no, his players. that's like. a fair
2: point. Like, and I will always back and stuff, but um, ultimately I, I must admit I'm I am disappointed when you look at when you look at the plan for FSG and what we've got in the squads versus what we've brought in. It, it does feel like even the plans not being enacted properly.
0: Yeah, it would be interesting to know what the it'd be interesting to know what the whether there were ever backup plans or whatever, it's, it does seem crazy to go into the window with three or four. We probably had five targets and we've got two of them. Plus Solanke. Um, so yeah it does seem it does seem very um, it does seem very very odd um, so we'll obviously have to see how this develops and be interested to see what happens with Coutinho I'm sure Steve will be doing some of this on the Reds transfer roundup um, good luck which, better than that Steve yeah so uh, Steve's got Melissa Ready from Goal.com and James Pearce on that show this week that'll be available as a podcast uh, on the RedmenTV.com um, on Wednesday late Wednesday afternoon possibly Wednesday evening so do go to the RedmenTV.com and get that if you want their thoughts on the Coutinho stuff and beyond. Um, Get in the bin this week, Chris. You got a suggestion for that? Yeah, the transfer window. The transfer window can get in the bin.
2: It's definitely one of the ones. And Manchester United...
0: Manchester United just, can get in the bin yeah just absolutely you just put them in the bin for yeah, him, I don't think me. there's any sense in expanding on that I don't <laughs> know, you could have a really good explanation for that but it's unnecessary okay. I had like a
2: two minute diet so <laughs> it's fine
0: it's fine as get, long as it's in the bin get Man United in the matters. bin uh, so we asked you for questions on, on Twitter I, I promised we were going to mix the podcast up and then we never did we, we technically have we've changed the table around um, Matt, Matt world our good friend Matt Wilson who does listen to the podcast Huddersfield Fan TV Huddersfield Fan TV's own Matt World. Um, is Wagner better than Klopp? No, no, of course he's not. Um, nice question, thanks very much for your question. Um, although you know, they're flying two wins out of two. Hey, look, that's you
2: know what, pushing Man United all the way. Hey, listen, that's what the conversation the WhatsApp group was saying. Like, but yeah,
0: all right, Matt, whatever. Yeah, um, uh, podcasting couch, what's your favorite Subway sub? Your answer will determine my future support of your pod.
2: I used to work in Subway, so there's a lot of pressure on me right now.
0: One day, one day we'll we'll do a a, a pod dedicated to the shit jobs we've done in the past. Okay, And, 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 and game your on And that, your like. podcast, your, your 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 podcast story of Subway will be very interesting.
2: Um, so first of all, it's a long. right in there, no messing yeah. around. I actually prefer the wheat bread to any of the others or hearty Italian. I think. Italian herbs and cheese is massively overrated, lads. Mm-hmm. If you just try it on its own, it tastes a little bit like feet. Um, the what here's here's where I, uh, having worked there and, and understanding subway very very well, they all taste the fucking same. buds. Yeah. by the time you've thrown eleven fucking salads and southwest sauce and sweet sweet onion and ranch onto it. They all taste exactly the same. But if you had to pin me down, it's the Italian BMT or it's the spicy Italian. So you've got two ham, three pepperoni, three salami on the Italian BMT, or you've got six salami, six pepperoni. I always prefer the microwave, not toasted, with cheese and extra. If you ask for extra cheese, very often if there's a queue of Subway sandwich artists, yes, sandwich artists, um, they'll forget to pass the extra cheese on. You just get the cheese for free come the end of the sandwich. So always go extra cheese because you're always going to win more than you lose on that. Um, So you may as well do that. Microwave. that I prefer is what they used to do. Is original subways will remember that they just used to have microwaves and they didn't know if those many chef toasters. They're a bit shit. Your bread goes a bit hard after like a little drive home, five minutes. Your bread's just toasted really hard and it's not very good. The the microwave stuff's well better. I also um I think then it's it's lettuce, it's tomato, it's cucumber. It's only a few green peppers. Everybody always goes over the top on green peppers. They're not that good. They're unripened peppers. Green peppers aren't peppers that you should be having on a salad. You should be having yellow. So if you're going to have green peppers, just have a few of them. Of course. You've got to get gherkins. Ask for extra gherkins. They're amazing. Ask for ask for extra jalapenos, obviously. Don't put a fucking olive anywhere near me sandwich, you weirdo. Uh, then it's three lines of southwest sauce. It's t- it's two lines of ranch in between the southwest sauce, and it's one line of sweet onion straight over the top. Don't forget to ask them for pepper as well, because they never pepper the sandwiches. If they've got chili flakes, some Subways have chili flakes, so put some chili flakes on there. Make sure they wrap it properly. There's a real There's a real problem running through Subway now, where they're just not good enough and they're just a bit blasé with the wrap. The wrap's important because you don't want to get out and have this massive sandwich that essentially just falls apart on first bite. So if you see a sandwich artist and you're confident enough that you know exactly what you want, then tell them to make sure that that's wrapped up. It's a bad boy. And if they don't end it with, and that's a wrap, when they've wrapped the sandwich up, they're doing
0: something wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Wow, Nish. You asked and you received... um... Italian BMT, videos. <laughs> uh, green peppers, tomato, lettuce, jalapenos, southwest on all, and honey mustard on half. Now, here's the thing. The honey mustard on half. Ah, this goes wrong. Baffles, idiots. <laughs> yeah, they just put it on... The one top half. S- effectively one <laughs> side of me. Fuck, I've done it before. I I, I did one in, in London. To do, when I was down at boss seat and I, I was like, "And honey, must have done half." And I was like, "You know, when you can just tell someone's gonna get it wrong because you can tell someone's a moron." And um, this this girl, but I've had it. I've had it on one side. This girl put it in like the middle third on <laughs> one side, though. So like, it couldn't have been any. Hey, that's not half. That was the most wrong. It was been. It was like thirty three percent of me of me of me, of me butty dead center. And I just I was like, uh I just looked up like, "What am I doing wrong?" And I'm like. Don't worry, why? I like think about think about what I'm saying to you. I know I've gone off script here. Um, that or um, me ball marinara. Mm. And the reason why foot long, apart from the fact that I'm a greedy bastard, is too often if you get a you pick a half that's already been cut. It's a it's a smaller. Yeah, it's a it's sma- not six inches. You know, it's under six inches. Um, They've
2: got a real problem with that as well, actually. Yeah. You know, uh, Quite often, a lot of Subways basically don't rise the bread long enough and it doesn't make it 12 inches to begin with. And I've had sandwiches that are like three inches and I'm just like, that's not six inches, mate. You know what I mean? Do you want me to whip this out and show you, bud? Um, <laughs> just give us a second. <laughs> <laughs> but you tell you what, if you ever go into town and, you, and you, you're dressed as a mime for some reason and you, you're in character all night, Subway's the place to go because you can point at what you want. Whereas if I in a pizza with a Hawaiian... As a mime mm-hmm. you know or, I mean? or a mute.
0: Um, so, t- uh, Jay uh, Lambrew. Says, um, what if Subway want to sponsor the podcast? By the way, um, <laughs> yeah, they remember me working for them, Paul. Yeah, um, oh god, yeah, there's, there's, oh, there's so many of your Subway stories that are genuinely amazing. Um, one that we're just going to do the Chris Payjack podcast, and it's just me picking my picking your brain. It was going to be a part. book, but
2: I'm too lazy to write. Yeah,
0: um, if anyone wants the ghost ghostwrite,
2: what was it going to be called?
0: It was like, don't food. give it away, don't give it away. Copyright. If anyone wants the ghostwrite the story of Chris's life, please do get in touch. Um, who do you want to make the album? LFC kits after the current contract with New Balance expires, my choice would be Nike. But what do you guys think? And he's put solely aesthetically based question.
2: I always used to like the I, f- I forget the name of the brand. Uh, if I'm honest, but it was always one of those mid nineties ones. It wasn't the Cox, but if, uh, you I'm sure you will remember the name of these brands. Like make, Pony. No,
0: they made some Belter kits in that it, very brief maybe window. like
2: a, was it like Palmer used to have them or something like that? I can't I can't remember the name of it. Like. Uh, Oh,
0: uh, oh, let's see, Palmer had uh, Umbro for a while and they had... Oh, maybe not Palmer. I don't know. Lotto, maybe.
2: Lotto. I used to love Lotto for some reason. I I always just. AC <laughs> Milan had Lotto kits I, I, in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, I really liked them. Like, And it was always so foreign and unachievable for Liverpool to get a brand like that. Like, I kind of just would like something like that. Yeah,
0: you know? I must admit, I would never want Kappa to make Liverpool's kits, but those Man City ones for a brief spell were pretty Were pretty nice. Like, I, to be honest, I, I did ass all day. I, I fucking can't stand that. I just can't stand it. It's just that. I don't mind. I don't mind a lot the clothes, and I don't mind a lot of the the the, the trainees and stuff like that. They're not they're not necessarily for me, but they uh, they do nice stuff. But it's the kits. There's just no imagination in Nike kits at all. The man, and you can say the same about it That's just fucking three stripes all over the place, isn't it? But. The good thing about getting Adidas is that means you get we get some good Liverpool tracky tops out of it. Yeah. I've got a few from from the last spell. I've got two, in fact, like a red one and a, and, a, and a navy blue and white one that are just fit. There's really nice tracky tops, and I don't like. I don't. Yeah, it'd be nice to have that back. But other than that. I kind of like New Balance if I'm honest and it, because they remind me of Reebok mm. in that they're quite understated they do a few mad ones but they, you know but, but they do some interesting and some different kits to what we've had in the past but they're also also a brand that not everyone's got because what I can't stand and what I hated about the last Adidas run was when oh, it, we, our kit that. is just a rebadged version of something else Unle-
2: unless you want to like the top tier clubs yeah. in Europe, in which case they'll do a design for you. Other than that, you're just getting a copy and paste Photoshop
0: exactly. Band, yeah. Exactly, and that, the worst one of that was that was 2009, I think. I think it was the away the third kit, which was black with like a mad red like square the swizzle thing in it, which was exactly the same as Real Madrid's goalkeeper kit, like exactly the same. That like. Wow! how stupid, 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 stupid. And we dad ate daddy ass which is always funny because he just like three stripes and everything. Whereas I love three stripes, I'm a big I'm a big convert. Um let's see if we can get one more question in before we go. Um Random one and this might not be the last question. With all talks of alternative signing, should LFC Scouting Department be heading to the crazy house? Do we need more goths in the squad? <laughs> no. <laughs> um But I think they should just go to the crazy house for a mad night out, a bit of a team bonding exercise. Yeah, I mean if it's good still.
2: I mean the last time I went, I fell, it bad last time I went I fell down the stairs on my birthday, didn't I? Yeah, it
0: was a long while ago. Probably, yeah, it was it? a while. I think that might be
2: the day. maybe maybe something like that like we used to go three times a week maybe
0: yeah yeah, two, two, two. it was like there was a period when we went through because it was two for one was two bottles of Nuki Brown could do yeah. I can bottle of Newcastle Brown will last yeah. you, where uh, boss. To, to, to Jack informs it still is. That's sad. I still won't be going. But ever since you couldn't smoke in there, it made a massive difference because it just started to smell like it actually smelt like, yeah, it was which is just f- feet. Do you remember what
2: Joe did to me in the crazy house toilet? So I used to obviously used to wear my baggy baggy uh, jeans and all that type of stuff, like. And uh, I was in there and I had a ciggy in my mouth, maybe. <laughs> where uh, else would it have been? I, Maybe, yeah, I had a cig in my mouth. I'd be cocking my, cock my hands and I had a beard in my. Uh, oh, that was it. No, I had a beard in my hand. I was holding my baggy jeans up so I wasn't stood in, like, they went
0: piss.
2: They went in the piss. So I was holding my jeans there. I had my beard there. The had a in my mouth. And he just comes in and he sees me and he just puts his can of red stripe on my head. <laughs> And I'm completely powerless to do anything, <laughs> and he's just pissing himself laughing. And I can't move. I've got a fucking full kind of red, so I'm balanced on my head, and I'm bladded.
0: That's amazing. Swat. Absolutely amazing. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. The, are, the, are the crazy. the If those walls could talk, I would tell them to shut up. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I, that you know what? I don't think we can top that. So let's leave it there. Uh, thanks to everyone who sent the questions in uh, at the Red Men TV on Twitter. As I say, if you want more podcasts, the match preview show, which is the build-up, uh, will be available for free, completely free podcast. Listen if that's what you're into. If you want more podcasts, as I say, five per week, at a bare minimum of twenty per month. Sometimes it'll be more. There's going to be loads more. Um, and the video version of this podcast as well is available to you if you go to the RedmanTV.com, £5 a month, sign up. Loads of extra things. There's an interview I did with Stephen Gerrard on there, which is very good, very interesting. He talks about... Um, we, I, I, I give him some advice on what it's like to have a little boy and all the toys he can buy. And he, he, he brought up He-Man, which is hilarious. don't think you'll see that on many other interviews. So, yeah, uh, get on that. Thank you very much for listening, Reds. We will be... Um, are we are doing this... Uh, ad nauseam forever and ever and ever. So enjoy. Uh, any feedback you can leave, ratings, etc. on iTunes, please do that. Five-star ratings always make us look good. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more But tell your friends, thank you very much and walk on.